help us through uh, as we listen to, to the word. When we study the word of God, there are several road experiences that are narrated in the Bible. The most popular one that you, most of us know, we were taught while we were uh, at Sunday school, is the Damascus experience. You remember when Paul was going to, to Damascus, to Syria, to persecute the Christians there. He then met his Damascus experience when the Lord intervened himself and spoke to Paul that, Paul, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. You are stopped by the Lord there. In the Bible, there's also another experience, a road experience, that is very nice, that we learned while we were still at Sunday school. I remember my teacher, when he first taught me this, I was really wondering how a donkey could open its mouth and speak. If you go to Numbers 22, there's a, a very interesting road experience. I call it the Balaam experience. Uh, Balaam was told uh, by one king, whose name was Balak of the Moabites, that come and case these people that are coming here. And then uh, Balaam chose to go in spite of the Lord had, having told him that, no, those people that are coming there, they are blessed of the Lord. Along that road, the donkey opened its mouth and spoke to Balaam when Balaam tried to force his way. I like it as a road rage experience of the donkey trying to stop Balaam from going that side. It's very interesting if you have got time, you read that story. In the Bible again, we have got one very wonderful road experience that we learned from Acts chapter 8. The Ethiopian eunuch who was traveling all the way from Jerusalem back to Ethiopia. He had gone to attend a conference in Jerusalem. And there, somehow, Philip is taken by the Lord uh, in spirit. And he, we, we used to like to call it Trinity Airways. There was a special airplane that took Philip from where he was preaching to a road to meet this Ethiopian while he was coming. Acts chapter 8, very interesting how uh, the Lord brought conversion of that uh, Ethiopian when Philip asks him, are you understanding what you are reading? He said, how can I understand when there's no one really to explain to him, to me? And there, Philip explains to him, Isaiah chapter 53. That's very interesting road experiences. There are many, many more we, when we open the Bible and we read uh, how the Lord uh, meets other people on the way. But this morning, I have another road experience that I'm sure from, from it, we might find a few lessons that we can apply into our lives. The road experience of today, I like to call it the road to Emmaus, which is described in Luke chapter 24 from verse 13 to 31. The story that is narrated there is normally 
preached during uh, Easter time uh, when we were celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So from Luke chapter 24, from verse 13 to 31, it's an experience that I'm sure it is a few lessons that can help us as Christians as we grow in our Christian lives. If you found Luke chapter 24, I will read from verse 13 to 31, then we'll discuss uh, what Dr. Luke wrote there. The last chapter of the book of uh, Luke. If you are there, we'll read. On the road to Amos, verse 13, now that same day two of them were going to a village called Amos, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem? and do not know the things that have happened there in these days. What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place in addition some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word that is not bound. Thank you, Lord, for your word. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides to the sooner both bone and marrow. Thank you, God, for your word. It will accomplish that which you purpose. We pray, Lord, this morning that you might talk to us and help us, O oh God, that out of these scriptures, O oh God, we might learn a few things that will help us in our Christian walk. For we pray, we pray in Jesus' name, O oh Lord. Amen. I've always wondered why that is in Lord, chose to reveal himself 
to these two disciples. I'm really struck by the content of what these two disciples were discussing. Sometimes I ask myself, what was it really that was special here? Why did the Lord choose to come and make his appearance to these two disciples? Their discussions, according to the King James Version, it says, while they communed together and reasoned. According to my Bible here, it says, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. It is really something worth asking ourselves about. This morning, I choose to talk on the subject, drawing nearer to Christ, drawing nearer to Christ. There was something about these disciples, about Cleopas. One of them was called Cleopas, and the other one were not really told the name of that disciple. But something good happened here. And for that reason, they were blessed to become some of the first disciples to witness the risen Lord, to see the Lord risen. I think their passionate love for their master is seen by their downcast faces in verse uh, 17. What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. In other words, the subject that they had, what they were talking about, it was so deep in them. It was so touching in them. They were grieving over what had happened. They really had a passionate love for their Lord. They may have been uh, misunderstanding from here and, uh, here and there, but they really had a passionate desire for, 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 for their Lord. They were really wondering why, why events had turned this way. And look at it. When they were busy talking to each other, they realized that uh, this stranger that has approached them knows nothing about what had happened. Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem? That's the question. Why are you not aware of these developments that are happening, that have happened here? As they proceed, look what Cleopas does. He actually finds an opportunity to talk to this stranger about the good news. What things Jesus asked. What things are you talking about? And then he says, about Jesus of Nazareth. And when I look and analyze these scriptures, I find that this was an opportunity moment of witnessing that Cleopas was actually uh, taking advantage of. You look how, how he says, about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. And then they started talking to him. He was a prophet, powerful in word and did before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. That uh, kind of... Uh, testimony that uh, uh, the disciples were giving to Jesus. 
I'm sure the Lord was just uh, sort of like testing. Because we, if, you, if you look at this part of scripture, there's a bit of testing that the Lord is, is seeing, is doing to his disciples. Remember the other time he asked the disciples, whom do people say I am? And then the disciples started telling him what the people were saying about him. This moment now, he's listening to these disciples that really the paces that I took these guys through during my three-year ministry with them, did they really grasp it? But the Lord still realized that they were still missing a point somehow. But what I like in this part of scripture is the passionate desire and how these two disciples, Cleopas, they wanted this stranger to understand about the Lord. I'm sure we can take some lesson from such kind of love uh, for our Lord that these disciples are displaying here. Now, the feedback that the Lord Jesus got from these two disciples, it actually laid the foundation uh, 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 for the Lord to now get into their discussion. Something very nice there. The Lord has been listening to them. And now it's the Lord's time to try and correct the perspective that they had. And in verse 27, we, re we, we realize that the Lord got into this discussion. He said to them, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. Here, we are now seeing our caring Lord coming into the discussion, and in that discussion, he corrects the disciples, their perspective uh, of what should have happened, because they still were of the belief that Christ was going to come in bodily form and uh, free them from the, from, the, from the Romans who were then ruling them at that time. But Christ pointed to them that the prophets mentioned about this, beginning from the book of, probably from the book of Genesis, when it is written that the seed of the woman shall bruise your head. Maybe Christ quoted it, we don't know. But maybe he went through again the prophet Moses when, when Moses writes that someone will be raised up uh, uh, like me, he, he, going through Elijah, maybe going through the, the prophets, Isaiah prophesying a lot about uh, Christ, the suffering uh, Christ, and the other the, uh, minor prophets pointing to, uh, to, to, to the death of Christ. Maybe the Lord discussed all those with the disciples. But it was really beneficial to the disciples, the discussions that the, the, the Lord did with the, with the disciples. They helped to open, up their, 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 to open them up. One thing that we, we realize is they go on. The Lord gives them another test. He, pre, he pretends to be a passersby. And then the disciples said, no, 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 abide with us, stay with us. I think this 
actually inspired some singer to come up with a song that we always sing, Abide With Us for First, uh, the, the Night Is Falling. I think you know that song. I think it is inspired from this scripture again. When the Lord pretends to pass through, but say, no, 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 abide with us. Come, 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 it's too dark. Sit there. And in that process of sitting, they sit down to eat, and when they bring food, and the Lord takes the, uh, uh, the, the leadership there, prays for the food, as he prays, enlightenment comes. And then they realize that this is the Lord. This is the road experience uh, that is narrated uh, by Dr. Luke in Luke 24. Uh, from it, we can really draw a lot of lessons, but I chose a few lessons that we will learn from here. One of the inspiring lessons that uh, we find here is the question that I've posed, why did the Lord choose to reveal himself to these disciples? There were other disciples who were left in Jerusalem there, but here the Lord comes to these two. To me, uh, it's, it strikes a lot of uh, 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 soul searching. This narration is a typical illustration of our human inability to attain salvation. It took the Son of Man to come down to reach out for us. In John chapter 6, verse 44, there's a scripture that is a bit tough there, uh, which reads, No man can come to me except the Father which he hath sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. We must understand that Christ came. He reached out for us. The book of Luke also says, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. It took the Lord himself to reach out for us. How much we should really uh, praise and glorify the Lord. Because salvation is not by human effort. It's not what we have done. It's not what we do that really brings us to, uh, 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 to Christ. It is what the Lord has done for us. It is this thing that we must appreciate. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It is the initiative that was done by the Lord. It is the initiative that the Father has done for us. And we can see in that illustration that it is Christ who reaches out to these guys as they walk on that 11-kilometer journey to Emmaus. Christ himself is reaching out to them. And for you, think about it. It was not through your own wisdom that probably you come here and uh, God has saved you. You must know that it is the Spirit of the Lord working it is the Spirit of the Lord working in you. Uh, Charles Spurgeon writes in one of the sermons, he says, it is a divine drawing, a drawing by the Most High God, the first person of the most glorious trinity, sending out the third person, the Holy Spirit, to induce men to come to Christ. So salvation is not the work of our own hands. It is the work of the Lord. It is, it, it is God himself 
reaching out for you. So we have every reason to rejoice in that the Lord demonstrated his grace on you for you to soften your heart and accept the message of the cross. It's not because of our ability. It was because of the grace of the Lord. So we have every reason to thank God there. So that's one of the first and foremost important points that I find in this scripture, that it is God who's taking the initiative to reach out for us. It is Christ himself who took the initiative to reach out for Paul on that road, Damascus experience. So really, we have every reason to praise the Lord. Sometimes this message of the cross, we find to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. But to the people who are perishing, sometimes they don't realize it. I think it was read in First Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 1 by Graham here when we're reading the scriptures. We find that, you know, salvation is through grace and the Lord really has had his mercy on us. We are not worth, we are not worth, I'm not worth, no one is worth even to to, to to receive salvation. But it is God's grace. It is God's love for us. God's love for us is demonstrated here. Christ takes the initiative, reaches out to these two disciples as they walk to Amos. And in, in that process, he really reveals himself to, to him. So each time we come down and worship the Lord, let us know that we are not really worth it. At one point in time, the Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated so clearly that when those Pharisees, they tried to stop him, that stop your disciples from what they are saying. And he says, if they stop praising me, these stones that you see, they will start praising me. Isn't it? So we really cannot help God. All we must understand now is that it is his grace that he has demonstrated on us. He has reached out for us. We have every reason to praise him. Every reason to praise him. You know, it is not easy to come to salvation. It is God working in you. Divine spirit working in you, softening your heart to accept the things of the kingdom. They are foolishness to this world. When you talk about Christ to the world, sometimes they find it so foolish. What is it really, really that you are talking about? But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So we have every reason to thank God for, for, for drawing us close to him. You realize uh, these disciples, Christ had mercy on them, and there he made his appearance to them. On the other side, it was Christ drawing nearer to them, who drew them close to them. The other side that I want you to notice that once we get saved, there is some expectations that uh, God uh, looks uh, at us. Uh, there's a very wonderful song that was written by Fanny Crosby. Uh, she was blind, uh, but uh, when she read from Hebrews 10, verse 22, she composed a lovely song. which says, I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice. Uh, draw me a, a, a close to the it's a song that uh, I used to sing we used to sing sometime draw me close to you Lord draw me close to you it is his prayer it is her prayer in that song in similarly uh, when we become 
Christians, when we have tasted of the goodness of the Lord, we need to draw closer to him time and again. There are expectations that we see uh, uh, as Christians that, will help, uh, that God looks at uh, from us. In James 4, verse 8, it says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. We need to always desire to draw nearer to our God. Why did the Lord choose to reveal himself to these two? These two disciples, in their discussions, as they reasoned and communed with each other, they, they really desired to be nearer the Lord. They desired to be closer to the Lord. The answer is simple and plain. That burning passion for the Lord they had, to know their Lord, that burning passion to know their Lord, they got the answer. That's why I'm sure Christ revealed himself to them, to these two. These two, it was, it was deep in them. They wanted to know what is it that happened to, the, to Christ. Why? Why of all people? Why did they choose to kill him? And for that reason, probably they were answering themselves, but he tried to remind us this, but they were not really clear. And also when they were told by the, the ladies that are, that that Lord is risen, they also had some unbelief because they said they were amazed by these ladies. It's not. So one thing that is certain is the ground there was perfect. They, they desired, they sought to know their Lord. And I'm saying to us here, Isaiah 55, verse 1 to 2 is a call to come near. Come all you who are uh, thirsty, come to the waters. And you, we have no money, Come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Verse 6 of Isaiah 55. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. These disciples, they had that kind of approach. They desired to know their Lord. They desired to draw nearer to the Lord. And their manner of conversation is a pointer. We often sing a wonderful psalm, 42 verse 1. The psalmist presents us with his burning passion, the desire to know God. As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. Can you be characterized by such kind of uh, 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 desire or such kind of thirst? The Lord reveals himself to such hearts. Those hearts that desire, that hunger and thirst, the Lord reveals himself to them. This is what I see here. The two disciples, they had their, uh, 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 they were ready for, for, for that. And for that reason, it was easier for the Lord to reveal himself to, 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 to them. So if you are going to draw nearer to the Lord, you must be having that kind of desire. You have such a desire for, for the Lord. Love, read, and study the word of God, you will definitely uh, draw close. The Lord will reveal himself to you. The Lord reveals himself to such people. I think it's very clear, Psalms 119, almost each of those, there's something to do with David's anger and the desire to, to, know, to, know, to, to, to know the Lord. His, his expression for the love 
for, 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 for the love for the word. Because it is through that means that the Lord will reveal himself to you. In that part of the narrative that, that I've been, in narration that we've been uh, uh, discussing Luke 24, we find it is also, um, we, we draw near to the Lord through, through meditation and prayer. We, do, we draw near to the Lord. You come near to the Lord through the, uh, that meditation. Look here, as they challenged themselves, because they, as they communed and reasoned, that's the King James Version, as they discussed and talked about this issue, that process brought them near to the Lord. And one thing that we learn is through that process, finally, when, when prayer is done, when the Lord prays, they are enlightened. Isn't it? The enlightenment comes that, oh, that was the Lord. So you can see the, 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 the aspects that actually help us to draw nearer to the Lord. Meditation and the prayer and the book of Psalms clearly displays to us that there's that time when you are alone and you are meditating upon the law of God. The Lord reveals himself to you. So if you want a revelation of the Lord, if you want to grow, uh, grow deeper, love the word, meditate and pray, you find the Lord will, will reveal himself to you. We draw near to God through the encouragement of good friendship. There is Cleopas here, yet such a nice friend. As they are walking together, talking about the kings of the kingdom, what happens? They, as they reasoned together, the Lord makes his appearance to them. So sometimes you need to make the right choice of friendship. There are friends that can lead you into destruction. Uh, there are friends that can uh, make you uh, to regret the rest of your life. Isn't it? But yeah, Cleopas had such a nice friend that as they walked together, they encountered and they became the disciples who witnessed the resurrection. And today, the Lord allowed that episode to be written for our learning that today, 2,000 years later, we still read about the disciples who are working to Emmaus because they actually had a first-hand experience of, of our faith, of the risen Lord. We draw nearer to God through disciplining our thoughts. Philippians 4, verse 8, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is good, whatsoever is excellent, think on these things. When we do so, we, we lay the ground. We lay the ground uh, uh, for an, an encounter uh, 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 with, with our Lord. In other words, what... I'm simply saying these are things that we can do to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, yes, the reason Lord drew us closer to him by his mercies, we are Christians. But then as Christians, there are things that we must do that draw us closer to Christ. I want to leave you finally with this thing that you must answer for yourself the way you talk, the way you walk, can Christ come 
and be invited to walk along with you. You must do your soul searching here. I'm sure if these disciples, as they walked along, if their manner of discussion is what was they were saying, what they were thinking about, if it was contrary to, 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 to the Lord, the Lord wouldn't have made his appearance made known to them. But somehow, they had that soft spot, that their ground was ripe for them to witness the appearance of Christ with them. So think about it seriously in your life. You have a time to think about it, whether Christ can be part of your conversation, whether Christ can be part of the way you do things. May the Lord bless uh, the listening of to his word. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this episode witnessed in Luke 24 and the lessons that we can glean about drawing closer to you. Help us in our Christian walk that we can be more and more like you. Thank you, God, for it was through after prayer, Lord, that the enlightenment came. Please, Lord, help us, enlighten us as we walk daily with you. Help us, O oh God, to feel your presence in our lives. For we have prayed in Jesus' name, our Lord. Amen.